Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience all over the world is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at www.yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, today is the last podcast that we will air for the year 2017. And today we're going to talk about a look in the mirror, the year 2017. And I have two special guests with me today in the studio, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. One is actually a repeat visitor, and the other one is a first-time visitor. So I will let uh, Deb and Lynn introduce themselves, and I'll let you guys decide who wants to go first. Deb, why don't you go ahead and start us out? Okay. I am Deb Mahan, and I live in Tacoma, Washington, and I have been a nurse for a long time and a Christian for even longer. Welcome, Deb. Thank you. And my name is Lynn Oliphant. I, too, am a nurse, interestingly enough. I live in Seattle, Washington, in the United States. Um, This is my first time being involved in a podcast, and I'm just delighted, Ms. Brown, that you asked me to join you. Well, thank you to both of you, and thank you for the work, the nursing work that you have done and continue to do in our health care industry, which is ever-changing. So, Lynn and Deb, I've asked you to come on line with me, on air with me, to talk about your personal discovery as you look in the mirror and look at the year 2017. I asked you to think about your personal discovery and or testimony and think about maybe a lesson learned, maybe a takeaway that you had throughout the year, or maybe you gleaned a golden nugget from a situation or a circumstance. Maybe you had an aha moment or an epiphany or a revelation. So I'm going to ask you to share with us what that reflection looks like as you look in the mirror and look at and consider the year 2017. And, Lynn, I'm going to ask you if you would like to start us off. Oh, my goodness, but yes, I will. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I must say that when you pose that question, it was an interesting one for me. I typically am not one that tends to be incredibly introspective. And uh, that question actually posed a challenge for me, but it did cause me to sort of stop and recount uh, this year and look at it through the lens of, Who am I in Christ? And what is it that he's done for me? And what is it that he has shown me um, this year? I'd like to say that I actually am someone who has struggled 
with the concept of being saved. I know intellectually that the Lord Jesus Christ died for me, but the accuser often puts before me doubt. And this has been sort of a lifelong struggle for me. And one of the things that has happened to me this year through the study of the word um, by attending Bible Study Fellowship, which is actually an international Bible study that's non-denominational. Its focus is really just studying the word of God, coming mm-hmm. to an understanding of who God is through the study of his word and how it is that we can live for him, um, that I came to understand, or to, to be, not, not to understand because I already understood but to be able to rejoice completely and fully in the fact that once he has called you and saved you, that there is no condemnation, Uh that he has delivered you from the penalty of sin, that you are seen as right, that anything that has been counted against you Christ's blood paid the price for, and yes. that I cannot work. There is not one thing that Lynn Oliphant can do to earn her way into God's grace, that it is a free mm-hmm. and perfect gift. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's, that's beautiful because that is a concept that is often difficult to to grasp, and once you grasp it, though, once you get a a good understanding and application of the grace of God, it really does lift the burden that sometimes comes along with the doubt, that lifts that burden and, and those fears and those doubts. So that's huge, Lynn. That is absolutely yes. huge. Now, what are you studying in Bible study fellowship? We are studying Romans. And so Romans is such a foundational book in terms of salvation, and it really looks at the law and grace, Uh the law and grace, and how the law, you know, when it talks about Christ not coming to abolish the law but to fulfill, it gives you, you know, we're only up to like chapter 8 right now. But just this first part has been so... um, Ah, what can I say? So enlightening, so freeing, so absolutely freeing. And we've been challenged to sort of look at the things that we might do, unintentional and unknowing even sometimes to ourselves, to earn a right place. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, mean, I, I know that sounds a little crazy, but, but you know, just some of the things that we do that, that we may say, I'm doing this, as opposed to doing it out of just pure gratitude, uh-huh. recognizing that even if I did not do this, that because I have been called to a position of grace that he sees me as a child and I am still in right position uh-huh. because I am his. That uh, that's Amen. a very good explanation uh, for sometimes we, as Christians, we throw around our Christianese and our phrases that mean everything to us and maybe not not anything else to others. But you just touched on the assurance 
that we have in our salvation, and that's a phrase that we often use, the assurance of salvation, mm-hmm. uh, or once saved, always saved. But you just give mm-hmm. a good explanation that there's nothing we can do to earn it. There's nothing we can do that. There's nothing we can do to deserve it. It's just Absolutely. freely given to us. Yes. That is yes. an epiphany and a revelation. Would you agree with me, Lynn? <laughs> Well, that's like I said. I had some knowledge of it, Naja, but I, 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 oh, it was just a struggle. And when you start talking about the accuser, who uh-huh. knows your doubts and fears because you've spoken them into existence, and comes alongside you and whispers those things in your ear, are you really saved? Well, if you were saved, would you be doing this and this and this? Would you uh-huh. act like this if you were saved? You know, those sorts of things, those sort of questions that just continually, um, uh, that I continually wrestled with. And anyone who Uh knows me knows that this is something I have wrestled with for some time. And so coming to Romans and looking at it again with who I am now at this point Uh in my life, that was God's gift. That's all I can say. That was God's gift. His gift to me. I, I like the fact that you used that you wrestled with it. We all wrestle with something as believers as opposed to using a word like that has plagued me. So I'm going to ask you, how long, Lynn, have you been a Christian? Just give us a perspective. If someone out there in our listening audience could be struggling with the same thing. And so what you've just shared is you've given some, some hope to a situation that could be very burdensome to someone else. So how long have you been a Christian? How long have you really wrestled with this? 1981. Okay. Uh, all right. I'll, we'll let them do the math, huh? <laughs> I'm going to say the math. Do the math. Do the math. Um, so 30-some years, uh, 36 okay. years. Okay. And, and that's that's a reality. I mean, I'm sure that that's a reality for uh, more people than you might even realize. So, uh, And that's huge. So you not only shared um, – uh, uh, you know, a golden nugget that you've gleaned from eight chapters, uh, in the first eight chapters in, in the book of Romans, and now it's it's a matter of you moving on and, and just being uh, freed, you know, of, of that burden that you have carried yeah. along for uh, however many years since since 1981. That's, that's wonderful. Yeah. Praise God for that. Amen. Praise God for that. So, and I may have some questions for you, but we're going to go ahead and let Deb, um, Deb, what, what, as you look back over the year 2017 and you're looking in the mirror, what, what is it that you see? What, what's been your personal discovery? What do you have to share with us today? Mine has been more a look at how do I combine um, being silent and contemplative with with God, like getting totally silent and away from everyone else and listening to him, uh-huh. not that I'm hearing voices, but, but having that knowing within me versus trying, being new to town and trying to develop a community. Okay. Um, I know that in my walk of faith that I have been brought along with great diversity um, I was raised in a port town in South Texas in the United States, and 
and I'm living in a port town again in the northwestern part of the United States. And during that journey, because my my husband was in the military and we moved a lot, um, I've met many people of different faiths and different uh, cultures, and I'm intrigued by that, and I'm at home with it. But during that walk, I also found that the time that I was most comfortable was when I was in total silence, not talking to anyone, and learning to listen to God. Oh. And and that that is a that definitely was a strange concept to me because I actually went many years ago to a BSF and was turned away because I wouldn't sign a contract that I would be there for 10 weeks straight. And they don't run it that way anymore. It's a wonderful organization. But I was so upset because I couldn't join in because my job involved involved a lot of travel. Uh And I, I went to the chaplain at the hospital where I was working and said, you've got to help me. I feel cast out. I feel like I don't, I'm not good enough, I don't fit in, I'm not a good enough Christian, you know. And, and he looked at me and he said, you need to do what we do. By that he meant ministers uh-huh. and priests and, and Christian leaders all over the world. He said, we go for spiritual direction. Uh-huh. So he actually, he was a Presbyterian minister, and he actually set me up with a Catholic Jesuit priest who did sort of a spiritual analysis of me and said, you need to be silent. Mm. Well, I can, I can talk the limbs off a tree, as my grandmother used to say. And <laughs> I looked at him in stark, like, what? And Through that walk, I realized I did do a retreat of silence. I had teenagers at the time. And I went and did four days in silence. And at first, I walked like a caged tiger. And then I fell asleep out of sheer boredom. And the next Uh morning, I woke up to Benedictine monks chanting. And I thought, oh, this is what heaven's going to be like. (laughs) (laughs) And from that time on, that changed my life so much that now I am struggling with, do I listen enough? Am I involved enough? Am I doing enough? And hearing what Lynn said just let me free because it made me realize I don't have to do anything except surrender and be his willing instrument. Mhm. Mhm. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Lynn. Mm. Yeah, yes. wonderful. You know, silence is is difficult and uh some of us do struggle with it, but it's uh it is I think it's very necessary uh in in uh just being able to put ourselves in a position, a posture, uh, a heart position to be able to hear and receive. Uh, what the Lord has to say to us, you know, it, we have no no difficulty at all going to Him and saying what it is that we want Him to hear from us, right? Yes. So that's uh, that's beautiful, Deb. 
uh, I want to put a, a, a plug in for a couple of previous podcasts uh, that I've done. And, and, Lynn, I have you in mind in particular. Uh, back on October 24th, I did one entitled Facing the Giants When Life Throws You a Curveball. And we talked about um, fear and hope and uh, waiting on the Lord, anxiousness, courage, peace, and uh, all those different things that would be considered giants oftentimes in our lives. And then I did another one on November 21st that was entitled Spiritual Warfare. Uh, Be ready when the devil comes knocking at your door. You mentioned the accuser of the brethren and how he plants that seed and reels that tape uh, over and over in our head, you're not saved, and if you were, you wouldn't be doing this. And so if you have time, there are two uh, 15-minute podcasts. It, it, uh, you know, invite yourself to, to, to listen and, and just relax and, and take it in. So with that, ladies, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. And then uh, I have a couple questions for you. So hold tight. We'll be right back. Okay, all right. So, Deb, I have a question for you because Lynn actually already answered this. How difficult is it for you or was it for you to look in the mirror? Um, Was it a comfortable process or uncomfortable being introspective or reflective over this past year? Um, It was comfortable for me. Actually, the 2017 hasn't ended, so let me correct that. Right. past year. (laughs) What has passed of 2017? It it um, it is something I do, not often but periodically, and I learned that through the process of doing these retreats of silence. I have mm-hmm. done retreats of silence up to three weeks long. Okay. Okay. And okay. and I also journal. Mhm. Mhm. And I, I, I will read scripture, I will pray on the scripture, and I journal. And so I have a journal, and I don't journal every day, uh-huh. but I do journal a lot. And sometimes, and you don't have to worry about spelling things right. It's just between, it, it's, my, it's my letter to God and his letter to me, and it helps me be more intentional in my listening. Uh-huh. And sometimes when I can't when I can't get when I get stuck and I can't journal, I will um ask my I will ask God a question or you know, something I want to work on or and and I will go to sleep and then in the morning before my feet hit the floor, I will grab that journal and just start writing not worrying uh-huh. about punctuation or spelling or anything, and it's sort of what comes out of me. Uh-huh. And then at the end of each year, I go through and I read the journal. Yes, yes. And, and Deb, let me just make sure that that is actual pen to paper. I know a lot of people have electronic yes, devices ma'am. where they can journal, they can do whatever they need to, typewriter, computer, you know, text, you know, note-taking and whatever, but you actually are applying a pen to paper and maintaining a, some sort of notebook. Is that correct? 
That is correct. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to. Did you have a comment, Lynn? Oh, I was just going to say, without us having had any sort of contact, I found it interesting that when you start talking about the looking back, one of the scriptures that came to me was Psalms 4610, when it says, uh-huh. be still and know that I am God. And that was one of the things that uh, <laughs> you're asking me really uh, made me sort of think about the fact that I need to learn how to be still, and when we start talking about knowing, not know of, but know incredibly intimately who God is, be still Mm -hmm. and know that I am God. And so when Deb said what she said, I just said, wow, isn't that something? That is exactly sort of the place that I landed. That's Mm -hmm. the question that you posed to me, the be still and know, which means you have to take everything out, quiet, and listen. Mhm. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. Some other versions uh, say the same verse as cease striving and know that I am God. So I like to be still, and I also like to cease striving because sometimes striving. in our lack of stillness, we are striving. We're trying to accomplish. We're trying to do, do, do. You know, we're here, there, and everywhere. We're busy, 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 busy bees. You know, and I like that. Um, that's one of my favorite scriptures, by the way. I actually have it on a on a little plaque right inside my door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. There's a couple of other scriptures that I want to just mention. Um, so I, I appreciate what you two have shared, uh, Deb and Lynn. And I just want to lay a quick foundation um, so there could be others who really struggled with their year 2017 in a different way. And I just want to lay a good foundation, and that's Jeremiah 29 and 11, and where most of us, are, if not all, are familiar with this. And that is, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So no matter what you're going through, God is in his infinite wisdom and his unconditional love for us, has plans for us, for us to prosper and not to harm us. And there is a hope and a future in whatever it is that we're going through. Another one is Psalm 37 and 4, and that is take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So delight in the Lord is, the, is, is kind of the condition to him giving you the desires of your heart. So uh, oftentimes we just hear that God will give you the desires of your heart, and if you have a desire and you're not sure if it came from him, just back up and read the whole passage and just delight yourself in the Lord. Meditate on his law day and night. Delight yourself in the Lord and all that he's asking you to do, all that he is because of who he is and so on and so forth, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And another one for those who maybe didn't have a good year, good 2017 at all, and you feel like it's just been a disaster, this is Job Mm. 17, 11 through 12, and it says, My days have passed. My plans are shattered, yet the desires of my heart turn night into day. In the face of the darkness, light is near. So just know that there is a light at the end. There is light at the end of the tunnel. 
And even though your plans appear to have been shattered, go back to that foundational passage I read in Jeremiah 29 and 11 and know that God's plans for you are for you to prosper, not to harm you, and plans to give you hope in the future. And then there's one other one, and that's Psalm 30 and 5. And it says, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. And that's another passage that we're very, very familiar with, the, 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 the part of the passage. I read another version, which is that, that was all of those that I've just read are NIVs. This is the King James Version. For his, for his anger endureth but a moment, in his favor is life. And then it says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And that's one that we're very familiar with. So I have a question, Lynn, for you specifically. What advice would you give someone, uh, particularly our listening audience, who might be frustrated with inconsistencies in their walk with the Lord? What, what words of advice would you give them? We've got about five minutes, ladies, left of our 30-minute podcast. So, uh, Lynn, I'll let you go ahead. Wow, Naja, that is interesting that you should ask me that question. You must have known who you were talking to, didn't you? (laughs) No, no. Just to say that it is real, accept it as part of your walk. Sometimes we fight against, and it's in those moments, it's in that time when we're struggling, the Lord shows himself to us. And it's once again a time where we can go back to his grace. When you talk about Uh Paul, him saying that struggle between what I want to do, I don't do, what I don't want to do, that's what I do, oh, wretched man. What he lands on is the, the work of Christ on the cross, that it is done, it is finished, it is taken care of. And even as you struggle, there still is nothing that can separate you. I think that's the thing that you have to go back to is reminding yourself that that is part of our walk. We are we are saved, but our sanctification, our pure, becoming holy is a journey. And there's going to be peaks and there's going to be valleys. And at each point, yes. we're yes. learning about who God is and who we are in him. Amen. We're learning. It's, it's, a, it's a learning. It's, it's a journey. It's a walk. You can expect it. We still have the flesh to contend with. We are saved through that, but we still have to deal with the flesh, and therefore mm-hmm. we will continue to have inconsistencies, no matter yes. who we are, from the highest to the lowest. That is so true. Thank you. Thank you, Lynn. Both of you, I'm going to ask you, and Deb, you'll appreciate this, to say something in probably less than a minute, and that is, how has the year 2017 shaped your view for the upcoming year, 2018, very quickly. We've got about three minutes left. Hope. Deb, you want to go first? The w- yes. The word for me for the coming year is hope. My hope. family ha- was all caught in Hurricane Harvey on the Gulf Coast, which is where I'm from, um, uh-huh. on the coast of Texas. And they have all been through water in their house and things like that. And people from other churches across the United States have come and helped them rebuild and adopted churches and adopted people like you would not believe. And that has given me great hope. Oh, my. Mm, Praise God for that. Thank you, Deb. 
Lynn, how about you? And how has 2017 was, shaped your view for the upcoming year, 2018? Um, I think the way it has shaped me is some of the things have gone in my life, particularly my work life, um, where the Lord speaks about giving you not a spirit of fear or timidity or being timid, that it is it is shaping me to to understand that I have to stand for what is good is what is right and what is right, and that there may be personal consequences in doing so. And so this, this understanding who I am in Christ, that I am freed in Christ, with that I have duty and responsibility to act. And sometimes you have to act on behalf of those who can't act for themselves. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for that. Okay, well, I want to thank you both for coming into the studio today and sharing your heartfelt uh, personal discoveries and your personal testimonies, and I'm sure I'm almost positive that you have encouraged someone today. So in conclusion, I pray that all of us will find time to reflect on where we've been, where we are, where we are going, and where should we be. And once we get our bearings, let's consult God and pray about his plan for our lives and ask him to take us to the next level in our spiritual walk. And together, let us rejoice over God's plan and his faithfulness in and through our lives. So with that, I'm going to say may God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. We look forward to you joining us next year in January 2018. And with that, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and Happy New Year. Deb and Lynn, do you want to say any parting words? We've got about 20 seconds. Thank you for having us. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. God bless. God bless you.